This is a Bergen Film Club podcast. Don't say anything bad because I'll have you on recording. Exactly. I'm going to yeah. be on my best behavior. <laughs> Like an old movie removed from frame, I am floating and looking for someone to blame. Won't you project me on the walls of your heart? I'm waiting for the real thing to start. Hello, welcome to the Real Thing Minisode Recommendations Corner episode. In these episodes, I'm going to be talking to people from the film club, film board, or related or whatever, to tell what they've been watching. Today, I'm joined by the lovely Bendik Bixtes. Hello! Hello, he's back. Back from the dead. Yay. Yes. Been so long since you've been on the podcast. It has. It must have yeah. been in, I think we recorded in October. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe I think even... so, because I was recording it in my parents' living room, because I was still living there, waiting for my apartment to get ready. Mm. Mm-hmm. What episode was that? Because we did Call Me By Your Name, Tops. and then... Yeah, Top the Secret. Secret. Was, my, was the That's right. Yeah, that was the last one. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, you're, he's back now. Unofficial return. <laughs> mm. Yeah, maybe I'll. I'm still trying to persuade them to let me do a like a De Palma retrospective episode. You'll never get that through the current board. There are too <laughs> many. There are too many culture warriors in that. Too board. many woke woke Gen Z. Yes, God there damn. are way too many. You've overloaded the board. <laughs> well, I have uh, gathered you here to make some recommendations because. Uh, I always like what you suggest against everyone Aww. else's uh, better judgment uh, or expectation. But you, I think we have pretty s- similar taste. But you also, <laughs> I, I enjoy what you suggest because it's always something like, uh, I feel like historic is the wrong word, but like not current usually. And it's usually mm, some yeah, sort yeah. of hid- hidden gem from the 70s. So, mm. and you also like horror, and I like horror. So, but I'll let you. I do uh, impress the people yourself. Take it away. <laughs> well, I've no, I've noted down a bunch of movies here, so it's going to be tough to you to cut it down. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can already tell from my list that it's going to fail the BFK test test because there's, it's exclusively male directors, and it's. Uh, almost only English-speaking films. So I am failing on all fronts. But it's not like anyone in the board are going to take these recommendations anyway, except for you, maybe. So who cares? (laughs) Let's just start at the top. Um, Because I was in Oslo a few weeks ago, and I went to Plata Compania and bought Blu-rays for the first time in a while. Mm. Yes, I bought two movies. So you can start with those two. 
the first one is Lost Highway, directed by David Lynch. Ooh. I bought myself the Criterion restoration. They restored it in 4K. Um, Lost Highway is a really good David Lynch film. It's uh, probably the closest he came to horror. Uh, usually all of his films mix genres and they all end up in horror sooner or later. But this one seems to go back to horror the most during its runtime. Starts off as a horror, then it becomes something else. It becomes horror again, then something else. It becomes noir for a little bit. Uh, hmm. and, but yeah, it's just, um, it's one of the, it's, I guess it's a, favorite like if you know david lynch you know lost highway but i feel like it's maybe of the ones that he's directed it's one of the least talked about of the post eraser head stuff he did yeah like you you tend to talk about wild at heart you talk about mulholland drive oh. lost highway kind of, kind of gets lost in the middle i love but it's wild a good heart, it's, though yeah wild at heart is great yeah it's yeah. so good wild at heart is fantastic yeah. Um, but yeah, Lost Highway. Scary and very good and has a kick-ass soundtrack with mm. even a few songs of Rammstein, my favorite German metal band. Mm. Mm. Uh, the next movie I bought was The Great Silence. Okay. Which is a Western for the from 1969, I believe. Um and no, 1968. And it's a movie directed by Sergio Corbucci, a spaghetti western. Yeah. And I tried desperately to get this programmed for my last program at BFK, but we couldn't find the rights. And it's a oh. great subversive take on the western. Like he flips tropes. Like when I watched it, I thought, okay, I know what this is going to be because I watched some other Sergio Corbucci spaghetti westerns and it's. It's usually follows the tropes pretty carefully with the lone gunman and, and his fight against oppression. But this movie flips expectations in quite a few ways. And it was also deemed very uh, progressive for its time. Um, this, uh, not only does it subvert the Western uh, setting by setting it in a snow-covered mountain instead of in a desert, um, but he also... Um, Corbucci was very famously left-wing and he put a lot of his left-wing views in the subtext of the films he did. And this movie is apparently an allegory highlighting the corruptions stemming from uh, authoritarian forms of capitalism, which are personified by the sadistic, greedy bounty killers led by oh. the movie's villain. I was reading all that from Wikipedia just now. I would have totally believed if you had said that you wrote it yourself. Yeah, I just didn't want to get... Plagiarism is very in the wind these days in Norway. I didn't want someone <laughs> checking later what I just said and realizing, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he stole everything from Wikipedia. Yeah, But yeah, it's a really good movie and it has an ending that you will not forget. It's like a very unforgettable ending. Okay. Very, very good. Um, the next one, I just thought I'd throw it in there really quickly, but both you and me have watched this one. It's The Devils by Ken Russell. Yeah. Yes. Great movie. Which is a really, really good movie. about. Uh, it's based on a book called The Devils of Ludon, I think, about some mm -hmm. um, 
this cardinal who got got accused of uh, being uh, too sexy, basically too sexy, basically. Yeah. Yes, it's a very yeah. horny film, and it is yeah. It's like it's the the movie when you watch it, you just get blown away. The set design is incredible. It's such it a big incredible. film, and he had such a Warner Brothers financed it, and then later they panicked when they realized what kind of movie he had made. What, <laughs> Uh, but it's high budget art film, full of insane yeah. scenes, and you know, to this day, we don't have a complete cut of it. No, uh, there are still scenes that have been cut out, and Warner Brothers refused to release it because they are too scared of it because it's controversial. Its depiction mm. of sexuality and religion. It just uh, it shows how fragile the religious system is, and how easily it could be taken down by horny nuns exactly that was yeah. a very good way of putting it thank you it's great do it yourself is. a favor and watch the devils and we don't have a blu-ray like i own it on dvd and the version oh. i own is not even the complete cut damn it still is missing the important uh rape of quiet christ sequence where these nuns are raping a figure of jesus it has never been restored because Warner Brothers won't put it in the film. And God knows why. Mm, yeah, God <laughs> probably does. <laughs> God. This is like the flavor that, that the, the podcast has been missing since uh, you haven't been on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the word rape hasn't been said enough. Now, here we go. I've mentioned it three times in the last three yeah. minutes. Thanks so mm -hmm. much. <laughs> Really, but it is a really good film. It is a very it good is, film. It's not an exploitation film, despite what I may pitch it at. It's not an exploitation film. It is actually a really strong piece of cinema that should it be is. viewed on the big screen. Yeah, and what's the lead uh, actor called? Oliver Reed. Yes, he's great. Yeah, nice. And Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah. Who plays the nun. She's yeah. also really good. The nun with the hunchback. Right. Yes, and there are yeah. some there are some horrifying scenes as well of sexual assault that are not very pleasant to watch, but it is the um, overall a very, very mm -hmm. good movie. It's so impressive. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is so impressive. It just blew me away when I watched it again after having, not having seen it for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, the next one is a movie I watched, a rewatched a few weeks ago, uh, a British movie. Mm -hmm. called The Long Good Friday, which is being held up along Get Carter with Michael Caine as sort of the seminal British gangster film. It's okay. like, it's it influenced a bunch of movies later. It definitely influenced like Guy Ritchie when he made all his movies like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch and all that stuff. And Long Good Friday stars Bob Hoskins, uh, from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He plays a gangster who tries to go legit, and he's trying to secure some uh, a deal on Long Good Friday. And then someone starts blowing up his uh, associates. And he realizes okay. that someone is trying to kill him. And then he tries to figure out who is trying to kill him during the course of this Long Good Friday. Oh, And okay. it's... Oh good and it's the the it has an iconic soundtrack the music is so memorable this is also one of those movies that just has a really memorable ending that you'll just you won't forget 
And Bob Hoskins is great in it. He's it's it's funny, it's exciting, it's um, thrilling. It's an unsung um, gangster film from the eighties, early. And Helen Mirren, let's not forget Helen Mirren plays oh. Bob Hoskins' wife, and she is totally badass. Okay. She's not the traditional like uh, gangster wife you'll find in these movies who's just like a piece of decoration in the background. She is tough and she uh, takes charge and uh, advises him in a lot of these situations he finds himself in. And it's it's really strong piece of filmmaking. And you also get to see at the start of the film, you get to see the one and only James Bond, Pierce Brosnan, being uh, cruising and being gay with Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> the villain from Raiders of the Lost Ark and James Bond are being gay in a shower together. Great. Mm-hmm. Every every gay guy's dream, I guess. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, really good. You uh hmm. if, especially you who's uh from Britain need to watch I am. Yes. The Long Good Friday. And Vinay Vinay agrees. He thinks it's great. Okay. Vinay stamp mm-hmm. of approval. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Vinay stamp of approval, unless he lied to me. Okay. Uh, I think Uh-oh. you have time for one more if you want to throw in another, a last one. Uh, no, I have time for three more. I'm going to be really quick. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because these two I couldn't. Uh... Okay. So this is um, The Yellow Sea, which is a South Korean movie. Okay. Directed by Na Hong Jin, who did The Wailing which is a really good South Korean horror film from a few years Very ago. Very good. Yes. He also did a movie called The Chaser, which is also a really good South Korean thriller. This one he did in middle of, in between those two films. Okay. And it's about a guy who uh, who grows up in this province that's located between China, Russia and Korea. Oh. And apparently there's a lot of poverty in this um, province. Uh, don't quote me on it. I haven't researched enough, but that's what the movie where the movie takes place and he gets sent to the mainland of korea to kill this guy mm. and things go wrong and it's a very intense fast-paced extremely violent thriller uh with some insane action sequences and some brutal hand-to-hand combat you know these korean gangsters they like to use knives and axes instead of guns so there's a lot of ferocious fighting involved okay it's just if you like a hardcore revenge uh, themed um, Korean thriller, it's great and you should really check it out. Cool. Then just a quick side note uh, to a movie I tried to program called Confessions, a Japanese movie. Okay. Which opens with a, I tried to program it, but we couldn't get it. It opens with a 20 minute long monologue from a teacher. Uh, talking to her class and the class not paying attention. And then gradually they start to pay attention to her when she reveals that she has actually poisoned the milk of one of the kids. And it just goes crazier from there. And it's a really strong revenge thriller from Japan. Yes. From Japan. It's it's an amazing movie. Um. And the same director also did another movie called The World of Kanako, but that is that I tried to program that as well. That is a really 
brutal, bleak piece of cinema starring your favorite Japanese actor, the um, Koji Yakusho. Yeah. Really, really bleak. Don't recommend that for the for the faint of hearts, but Confessions, it's a very artful, very, um, very um, good piece of cinema. You should watch it. Cool. Mm. Are you done? That was a marathon of yeah, media you, recommendation. What's that? You, bl- you blasted through those. Mm. Can I do one more just before you quit? Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, Joe. Thank you so much for allowing me my time in the spotlight. I don't get it anymore. Yeah. This often. <laughs> thank you. I just want to say In a Lonely Place. Okay. It's called In a Lonely Place. In we try to program uh, we try to program it at B- BFK a few years ago. It's my favorite Humphrey Bogart movie. And I know that it BFK does a collective groan when I say Humphrey Bogart because he's like the archetypical toxic male or whatever. But he was a really good actor, and in a lonely place shows him in a very vulnerable, very uh strong role where he plays this alcoholic movie writer who struggles with addiction and who is uh, charged with a murder and he tries to have a romance with this this uh, neighbor and it's like, sort of like will they won't they as this murder mystery unfolds in the background mm. and it's it is so good it you really need to watch it if you're only going to watch one Humphrey Bogart movie watch In a Lonely Place and it has my favorite movie quote ever, which is, I was born when she kissed me. I died when she left me. I lived a few weeks while she loved me. Oh, oh. yeah, I got goosebumps just saying that line. <laughs> it's such a good oh. line. Yeah. Mm. See, everyone thinks that you're this hard ass Bendik, but you're a real well, sweet this- I am. Yeah. That's a good place to end it on, in a lonely place. It shows my soft side after Korean uh, revenge <laughs> uh, movies and horny yeah. nuns. Mm. Yeah. No De Palma. No, but I already done everything on De Palma. We talked so much about De Palma. Now we need to Absolutely. diversify. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for giving some recommendations. Um, you're always welcome back on the podcast if if the feeling should take you. Oh yeah, I'd love to be back. Just uh, yeah. give me something to talk about. I haven't <laughs> seen any of the films in the current program, so I can't talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. This has been a Bergen Film Club production. Our music is by Wise John. Check them out on Instagram at WISE John Official. Our logo is by Pierre Sophia Brentesen. This episode was produced, mixed, and engineered by Joel Lawrence. Our researchers are Inke Schilbreibern and Mamina Nasmajit. Want to talk to us about films? Then please send us an email at podcast at bergenfilmclub.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at TheRealThingPod. Check us out on Letterboxd at BFK The Real Thing. Thank you and goodbye. Listen, follow, leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts.